Christian, and uh, some very familiar scriptures that I'm, uh, I'm fairly confident is not going to be uh, groundbreaking or earth-shattering to you today, uh, but I, I feel the Lord has, has, uh, has shared with me something that He wants us all to, uh, to know today. And so I'm going to be talking on, on the topic, on the question, do you hear what I hear? And there's probably a song going on in your mind right now when I said that. But to think, ask, that, ask yourself that question. Do you hear what, what I hear? Amen. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to read a couple of scriptures starting with verse number 12. And it says this. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad and saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they had heard, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was told unto them. Do you hear what I hear? Amen. Let's pray real quick. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for this time that we're able to spend in your house and worship you, sing to you, sing about you, Jesus. We're so glad that we're able to gather together during this during this busy week or the kickoff to a busy week. And I pray, God, that your hand of mercy would be on us. You'd give us uh, information, instruction today. Open our hearts to what you have for us so that not only do we receive, but then we act on what we've received and heard. I pray that in Jesus' wonderful name. Everyone said amen. Amen, amen. amen. You can go ahead and have a seat. I'm, I'm glad this morning uh, your pastor called me um, due to him not feeling well and asked, asked me to uh, come and, and be with you all today. And um, um, we, we've had conversations before where uh, he, he's asked me to come and preach here and just never worked in my schedule and, and uh, involvement in my church and, and other things. Uh, but today, for some reason, and I think I know why, um, neither me or my wife had anything that we were in charge of or facilitating at our home church, and so I said yes, and then I asked Dina, I said, hey, uh, I'm going to New Berlin, and she, she's like, I don't have anything going on as well, so I'm glad uh, that Armandina can be with me uh, this morning. Amen, amen. There was a song that many of you probably were just thinking or singing in your head a few minutes ago, written by Bing Crosby in 1962. Uh, Do you hear what I hear? You, you know the song, right? Do you hear what 
I hear. And then the lyrics are, 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 you know, timeless. And I'm sure you've probably, if you were the kind of people that tuned into Christmas radio on November 1st, I don't understand you, but I know there are people like that out there. And this song is one that's played on, it's played on Christmas, uh, Christian radio. It's played on secular radio. It's played everywhere. It's, it's, it's a classic Christmas song. But um, the song goes, some of the lines is, said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you hear what I hear? You know it. Yeah. There we go. There we go. But the, the, the words talk about a star dancing in the night, a, a voice as big as a sea. Um, the king said to the people everywhere, listen to what I say. Pray for peace. People everywhere, listen to what I say. The child, the child sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light. And then they repeat that. He will bring us goodness and light. What a, what a great song. What a great message. Um, there, there is some uh, theory behind some of the words. It was written kind of during the height of the Cuban Missile Crisis, and so there was some, some verbiage that was put into the verses that highlighted uh, the, the Christmas season and the birth of Jesus, but also a hope and a trust that that same baby Jesus was going to bring peace to a world that was in crisis. And I'm still glad that some 70 years later, yes, 62 to right now is about 70 years ago, that that same Jesus brings peace to people everywhere. 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 That song, it asks a question, and it's a question that, that Armandina and I actually voiced today. She didn't know what I was speaking, but we were getting ready to uh, come to church this morning, and the car made a weird noise. And Dina said, did you hear that? <laughs> have, you, have you ever, uh, husbands and, and, and wives, have you ever been laying in bed, um, maybe getting ready to sleep, or awoken in the middle of the night, and, 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 and it's usually Dina waking me up because um, I'm a more of a sound sleeper, and she's like, did you hear that? Did you hear that noise? Or uh, if you belong to any social media platform, uh, uh, Nextdoor or, or Ring, and you get those neighborhood alerts and, that are just scattered about with, with either lost cats, lost dogs, or was that gunshots, or was that fireworks? I don't know, living in the city of Milwaukee, it prob we probably might get it a little bit more. For those of you that live closer to the city center, we get that quite frequently because we don't know, was that a car, was that a car crash? Uh, was, that, was that someone uh, playing music really loud? Was that gunshots? Or was that fireworks? And it's year-round, year-round. I don't know who's shooting off fireworks on like December 3rd, but maybe they are. And so that question that question is asked, did, did you hear that? Do you hear what I hear? And, and we, can, we can take that phrase and, and stretch it out a little bit and, and, and think about the current climate of the day. And you go to work, and, and what, is, what is being discussed at work? What's the conversations that are happening at the desk? It used to be around the water cooler, but, but it's not like that anymore. It's, it's really just, what, what are the conversations your, people are having um, as they, they jumpstart into the beginning of a meeting before, before talking about what that meeting's uh, reason is? Or, or what, what are they talking about on their lunch break? Or, or while they're sitting around waiting for the machine to kick in? Or, or 
or that next stage of, uh, of a meeting or a next stage of a class? What is the conversations? Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear the concern of, uh, of things that are happening in, in, in the world or, or, or the things that are happening in their family or the things that are happening in your life or their life? Do you hear what I hear? Because I hear a concern of chaos, a concern of the unknown, a concern of finances that might not be enough to make it to the next day, uh, of sickness that just doesn't seem to go away, of a lack of confidence, of a lack of peace, of, of anxiety that just continues to take over and surround people's life. That's what I hear in my daily life. That's what I hear when I'm talking to coworkers. That's what I hear when I'm talking to family members. That's what I hear when I'm talking to strangers. I'm one of those guys. When I talk to strangers in the gas station and, 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 and pass by people in the grocery store, I hear anxiety. I hear unrest. I hear concern. I don't hear confidence. I don't hear peace. I don't hear hope as much as I have. And so what I want to do is I want people, when they leave my conversation, is to be like, man, I don't know what it is, but do you hear what he's saying? He's got peace. He's got hope. He's got a comfort that doesn't even make sense. And so when you hear the words of that song, do you hear what I hear I want to encourage you this morning that what people should hear when they leave our presence, when they leave a meeting that we're facilitating, when they're leaving our presence next to a machine that we're operating, when they, when they leave uh, the vehicle that we're Uber drivers, if you're a Lyft driver, or maybe you drop off groceries and you do Instacart, when people receive or they ride with you or they're with you in your presence, they should leave with hope and peace and joy and comfort and a desire to have whatever it is that guy that lady has do you hear what i hear <laughs> the sounds of christmas well what do i hear around christmas time uh, it, um, the, the first christmas was was nothing like this christmas uh, there may be farmers here but when I wake up in the morning, I never hear lambs lambing. I, I never hear cows mooing. All right? Um, my cousin, um, he, he lives just down the road here on National Avenue. He lives less than a half mile away. And they've got chickens, and they've got goats, and they've got uh, dogs and cats. And I'm sure that they hear animal noises when they wake up. We hear animal noises, too, because we've got an annoying cat that if it doesn't get fed every, like, three and a half minutes, it's mad. But that first Christmas, it was chaos. There were angels singing in the sky. There were strange men from the east coming to visit in a barn surrounded by animals. Chaos. Chaos. But Jesus came to bring peace in the midst of that chaos. 
So we go to the store and we hear things like Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. And you, you're, you're seeing the hustle and the bustle. Maybe you went out shopping on, on Black Friday and, and, and maybe you were, you were uh, on the computer on Cyber Monday and it's just craziness and just, just deals everywhere and you're trying to balance the checkbook and move bills to get paid later so you can take care of people on Christmas because that's what the Christmas season has turned out to be. It's just all about get, give, get, give. And, and there's chaos everywhere. And there's no matter what store you go to, it seems like people are just highlighting, you got to buy it now, one day sale only. And it's just chaos, chaos, chaos. Do you hear what I hear? <laughs> I hear the self-checkout beep every time I go to buy something. I, I hear the, the credit card swiping and the cash transactions of business and commerce. And that's what I hear these days because Christmas has turned into craziness. <laughs> Our schedules are jam-packed because we have to have parties, and I love parties. We had one yesterday with our Sunday school department, and it was fun, and there was food, and there was games, and there was singing, and it was really cool. But it seems like the Christmas season has started to turn into a chaotic season. There's all sorts of things happening, some very good, some very necessary, some very awesome things. The kids are excited, and, and, and maybe your church has a kids program, or your church has got something planned for singing, and it's, it's exciting, but, it, it, but what does that bring? That brings practice, and parents, that brings the chaos of getting your kids to learn lines and showing up early maybe or staying a little after church. And if you're involved in the Christmas program, maybe you've got something at work where you're volunteering to help a potluck dinner or lunch at, at your work or something along those lines. It just brings chaos sometimes. And Christmas just becomes just too much. Again, I love it. I love potlucks, you could tell. I love... I love, I love hanging out with people. I love the Christmas programs. I love being in the Christmas programs. But sometimes, sometimes, it just gets a little bit too much. And so do you hear what I hear? I hear the Amazon delivery driver stopping at my house multiple times. The angels, they told the shepherds when they appeared, don't be afraid. That's what they heard. Now today, if you were hanging out in a, in a field with some sheep, um, I hope you would, would have been a shepherd, but if you're just hanging out in a field with some sheep, and all of a sudden lights appeared in the sky, and, and, and angelic beings appeared in the sky, and they began to sing. This is my logical brain. I would think someone has some sort of drone, CGI, some creative thing has appeared and there's speakers hidden everywhere. And in, in, in 2023, our, our brains can logically switch to some animated new technology that has all of a sudden made sounds and lights and, and angels to appear. But back up more than 2,000 years ago when that technology wasn't even a thing, and all of a sudden, 
you're just hanging out with your sheep in the middle of the night, and lights, and angels, and singing, okay? That's why the angels said, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid, because if, if I was them at that time, I would probably be running so fast, the sheep would be chasing me. And the angel said, don't be afraid. I've got good news. I've got glad tidings. And they, they proclaimed the birth of, of Jesus, and they said that he's going to bring peace, and he's going to be bringing love and joy. And the angels, they sang about Jesus. Both Matthew and Luke in the Gospels talk about that beautiful announcement of Jesus being born and describing it to the shepherds, and, and it's such an exciting time. Do you hear what the shepherds hear, heard that night? Oh my goodness, after being told not to be afraid, and I guess they, they listened because then the angels con continued on with their message, and then the angels went to run and, and find this baby. They heard the proclamation of joy, the proclamation of peace, the proclamation of, uh, of love, and they were going to go and find this baby that the angels told them about. So there was excitement. Excitement. There was, there was an anticipation that they were going to see something because they heard something from the angels that day. But there's a lesser sound, a less familiar sound of Christmas that I want to share with you today. And this part of Christmas really begins with another angelic announcement if you have your Bibles, we're going we're gonna to stay in the book of Luke chapter 1 for just a couple of minutes. and So you can follow along on the screen, or if you have it um, with, with you, you can turn to Luke chapter 1. And I'm going to start with verse number 28, and we're going to talk about Gabriel and his announcement to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I want to talk about a sound, a sound, a phrase, a uh, words that were spoken by Mary that I think all of us can learn from today. Luke chapter 1, verse number 28 says this, And the angel came in unto her, Mary, and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among all women. Now, I don't know about you, but when people come up to me and they start, they kick off the conversation, lauding me with praise. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what do you have to ask me? What do, I, what do you need from me? <laughs> and so Mary is just hanging out doing teenage things in her place, wherever she was that day. And the angel came to her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed thou among, blessed art thou among women. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever been at work and your boss comes up to you and be like, man, you're doing a great job. I really like how you do this or that. I got something for you. Next week Thursday, 
right? Or, 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 or if, uh, if you're someone that cooks or bakes and someone comes up to me like, man, I love your apple pies. Thanksgiving's next week. Do you think you could make me an apple pie? Here the angel shows up to Mary and is just lauding her with praise. And I don't know what Mary thought. Well, I guess I kind of do because a little bit later she says it. But, but at the time, I think Mary, knowing that she was a devout Jew, that she knew the scripture, she knew history, she knew the prophets, she knew about the stories, the, the Psalms and the Proverbs that had been written. So she, had, she knew that, that, uh, that Gideon was hiding one day, threshing wheat and, 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 and hiding from the Midianites. And he, she knew that an angel showed up to him and said, hey, you're a mighty man of valor. And, and that, that made Gideon have to get out of his hiding place and do some crazy things. She knew that, that Moses was hiding in the wilderness um, after murdering an Egyptian and, and just taking care of his sheep and all of a sudden the Lord appeared to him in a burning bush and called Moses to do some crazy things. And so an angel shows up to Mary as a teenager and says, you are a, a wonderful woman. The Lord is with you. And I can imagine her brain saying, God, no, what are you going to ask me to do? Hey, you've never thought of that when you read the story of Mary? You pictured Mary as this, like, teenager that uh, just never had a, an impure thought in her mind. She, she never thought that, that anything bad would ever happen in her life, and the angel came, and, and, and she just, was, just went along with it. Well, maybe you have a point. But when I read this story, I put myself in the situation. Now, I wasn't a teenage girl, and I'm never going to get pregnant. But... <clears throat> But I put myself in the situation, an angel shows up and says all these beautiful things, and I don't know, what, Lord, what, do you, what are you going to do? We skip down to the next scripture, Luke one twenty nine, and when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this could be. All right, let me put that in 2023 Tim Vick language. What in the world are you about to tell me? What are you saying and what are you going to ask me to do? Luke, skip two scriptures and go down to Luke chapter 1 verse 31. It says, and behold, thou, <laughs> here you go, here, here's what it is. Okay, we'll skip over being nice and I'm just going to get right to the point. Gabriel says, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, you're going to get pregnant, and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there shall be no end. That is awesome. I don't know ladies if you ever thought what would it be like to be the, the mother of Jesus Christ, the perfect child? You'd never have to correct him. He, he would go to bed on time. He'd eat his vegetables. He, he would be nice to his other siblings and respectful to her and her husband. She, he would go to school and not complain about homework. The perfect child. Moms and dads, I'm sure you wish Jesus was your child at times. <laughs> I'd hate to be... Jesus' siblings, right? Because they'd always be like, why can't you be like Jesus? Seriously, eat your vegetables like Jesus has eaten his vegetables. But what a moment. 
What a moment to be honored to be the, the mother of, of Jesus, the Lord himself, to be the mother of Jesus. What a, 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 an amazing, an amazing honor that Mary was, 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 was given. And this announcement that day that you, Mary, are going to be the mother of Jesus. What a moment. What a moment. And we reflect on that and, and we, we talk about Mary and how, how perfect she must have been for the Lord to decide she's the one. Just like, just like God chose Noah to, to save the world because the whole world was a mess, but there was Noah. And he found favor. He found grace in the eyes of God. When, 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 the, when the Lord was just going to start over after Joshua uh, melted down gold, and, or not Joshua, um, um, Aaron melt, melted down gold and made a golden castle. And, and have the Israelites worship a golden calf and Moses comes down off the mountain and, and he's mad because God had just given him the Ten Commandments and other things and wanted to create a covenant with his people and he comes down and the people are just being wicked and God says, I'm starting over. And, and Moses, and Moses stepped in and was like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. This, this is a good people. This is a godly pe This is a people that, that will carry on your name and will form a nation. And, and so God, God um, uh, uh, looked down and he saw Moses. He looked down and he saw, he saw Noah. He looked down and he saw Mary. And he said, that's the woman. That's the young lady that I want to bear me as I wrap myself in flesh and come to earth. What an amazing honor. What an amazing honor. But think about that for a second. Mary was a teenager in a time frame where getting pregnant before you were married was an absolute shame. And she was engaged to a man named Joseph. And all of a sudden, the angel's like, hey, Mary, how you doing? You're going to get pregnant. That's crazy. That is, hey, Mary, I know you've got plans. I'm sure you, you um, have a dream of how your family is going to look. You, maybe you have it mapped out and you want to have four kids or 12 kids, good Jewish families back then. Maybe you want to have a large family. Maybe you want to... Build a house on a hill in Bethlehem. Maybe, maybe you have these desires and dreams and you have things you want to accomplish before you have children. Maybe you want to wait a, a few years. or Maybe you, you want to go to school and, and, and finish college before your family gets started. Maybe you want to save up a little bit of money before kids start taking it all away. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. We have plans and ambitions, right? All of us do. I hope you do. All of us have ambitions and plans. Maybe when you were younger, you had these dreams of what you were going to be, whether it was going to be a, someone famous or someone rich or someone, uh, someone powerful. Maybe, maybe when you were growing up, you dreamed about the perfect husband or you dreamed about the perfect wife and the perfect family and the perfect neighborhood and the perfect job and everything was going to go great and you were going to retire at 35 and you were going to travel the world and not have a care at all. Maybe you had plans. But sometimes plans change and things happen 
And things don't go the way they are planned to happen. And here is Mary, and we reflect back because we know the end of the story, but we reflect back. Put yourself in Mary's shoes that day. She was just told, you're going to get pregnant. That's all I need to say right there. I don't even know if she heard the rest of the words that Gabriel began to, to be, told her that day. Because what, what, what's, what's going to happen? That can't happen. Imagine the, the shame that, that, that's going to be on my parents. And, and, and Joseph, how is he going to look at me? But the Lord had a plan for Mary that was different than what Mary had for herself. And the sound of Christmas that I want to highlight to you today is these words. In Matthew chapter 1, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 1, verse 34. After all these words had been said, after, after the angel showed up to Mary, to Mary and, 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 and lauded praise on her and then revealed that she was going to get pregnant and that she was going to bear the Son of, of, of God and, 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 and it was this amazing and great things and after the, the confusion and the things that were running through her mind of how is this going to impact my future? How is this going to impact my relationship with Joseph? How is this going to impact my parents? How is this going to impact the plans that I made, the, the, the things that I was going to do? It tells us in Luke chapter 1 verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I, I know not a man? And, 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 and the angel says and, uh, answered and said to her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. All this information was given to Mary. And this is the sound of Christmas. Luke 138 says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left. When we listen to those words and we consider the things that Mary was facing that day, and we think about But my plans are going to fall apart. Mary thinking about, well, my future is going to be completely different than I dreamed about. What I had prepared myself for my entire life, she was a godly, a pure young lady, and God was going to change the narrative of her life. And she wasn't quite sure about it at first she questioned it in her mind she asked the angel questions but in the end what was the sound what was the phrase she said she says i am the lord's servant may your word to me be fulfilled so this christmas this christmas it's officially December. It's on. If you, were, if you were trying to wait and you were just pushing back and you got to celebrate Thanksgiving before you can have Christmas, that's me. So I'm finally turning on the radio and listening to Christmas music. It's happened. 
Dina's been listening since like late October. But it's finally, I'm allowing it to happen. I'm allowing it to happen in our household now. It's Christmas season. And everywhere you go, you're going to be confronted with bells ringing, sales in stores, fundraisers for all sorts of different causes, and you're going to be confronted with this very materialistic viewpoint of Christmas. You're going to be confronted with extra play practices and things you need to do at work and things that are going on here at the church, some which are very good and some very necessary at work and at home and at church and just chaos and busyness and Christmas gets crazy. But take a step back and remember that first, that the, the beginning of that first Christmas where the angel showed up to Mary and messed up her plans. What plans do you have for yourself right now? I'm sure some of you have food in a crock pot at home today. Yeah, there's at least like three or four of you, all right? Some of you have restaurant reservations, and you're like, he better hurry this up if we're going to get out of here on time. Maybe you've made plans because you have things to do today to prepare for tomorrow. Maybe you've got things that you need to do in preparation for, for the holiday season. But bigger than that, bigger than that, maybe you've been desiring your entire life or maybe you've come into the church recently and you really want to minister uh, as a singer or, or you want to play an instrument or you want to serve on like the, the welcome staff or be in the, the, the audio video booth and control all the lights, widgets and, ga- and, and, and things like that. Maybe you have a dream of retiring at a certain age, of making a certain amount of money. Maybe you're younger and your family is just starting and you have a vision of what your family is going to look like. Maybe you're older and you're, you're thinking about retirement or you are retired and you're excited about the opportunities that, that you have that you're going to be able to accomplish. Imagine if Jesus or an angel showed up to you and just messed it all Would you have the peace, the comfort, the boldness to say, whatever you want, God, I'll follow your will? The uncomfortable laughter (laughs) that we all have here today is because that is a huge ask. Because all of us can say, that's great for Mary, that's great for Moses, that's great for Noah, that's great for all these other biblical characters where we know the end of the story. I mean, imagine being Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and getting thrown in a fiery furnace. That's really a cool story because we know they survived. But we don't know the end of our story. We don't even know the end of our story today. And imagine if Jesus walked into this room in his body and said, I've got this for you. And I need you to change this and do something completely different. And just messed up your plans. Ah! 
I'm a planner guy. I've got to-do lists. I've got a calendar that I'm very structured and live by. And, and if something goes wrong, it just messes me up. Ask my wife. It messes me up. It does. She's nodding her head and laughing because she's being nice. <laughs> Caleb, right? Colin, I knew it started with a C. Colin, imagine if you had plans for the day and Jesus shows up and is like, no, 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 no. I want you to do this, right? Imagine if you had something going on in your life and, and, and all of a sudden God shows up and is like, no, scrap that. Scrap that. Mary, I know this is what you had planned, but scrap that. I've got plans for you. And at first, again, we know the end of the story, so it's hard to wrap our heads around it. But at first, the ask that the angel had from Mary is like, look, I want you to get pregnant, and I want your entire life to be questioned. Once Jesus was born, people didn't, the neighbors, the family, the cousins, the aunts and the uncles, um, the, the, the neighborhood kids that were Mary's friends, trust me, they didn't all be like, oh, it was Jesus. She was a virgin. I believe that now. No, trust me, people, her entire life, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. It's not in the Bible, but I'm going out on a limb saying there were people that questioned Mary and, and, and the, her entire life, her entire life. Be like, yeah, sure, immaculate conception. I never even heard of that before, but sure. And, and so when Jesus showed up and asked Mary to, to, to do, to be, we know the end of the story, but in that moment, Jesus was saying, I want to mess, please hear my heart, I want to mess up your life. That was the ask. That was the ask. Let's stay there for a second. That's what Jesus, that's what, the, that's what Gabriel was saying. I want to. I want you to do something. I want you to be prepared, because it's going to mess you up. It doesn't seem fair. God, why would you do that? I've, I've given my life to you. I've I've tried my best to be the best. I'm, I'm talking Mary's voice here the best young lady that I could. I've done my best to follow the law and obey my parents and, and, and follow you and, and I pray to you and, and this is how you repay me? To ask me to just mess up my entire life? Now we, we, we can fast forward and, and, and we know that Mary, above all women, is honored. And, and above all women, she is looked at and revered. And, and so we know the end of the story, that Mary was a, a wonderful and a beautiful and godly woman. And we know she birthed Jesus, and she was, that, she was that, um, the conduit that brought Jesus into this world. And, and, and without her, he would not have been born the way that we read our Bibles today. And so we know that, and we honor Mary, and we're so thankful that she had this attitude of whatever you want, Lord. But in that moment... What Gabriel, what God was asking for her 
looks pretty scary. And the sound of Christmas that I want to hear today is, Lord, whatever your will is, I want to do it. Whatever it is that you're asking me to do, Lord, I want to do it. Can we stand to our feet? I know, I, I know a good number of, of people here today. I'm blessed to have many friends in the congregation today. But I don't know all of your stories. I don't know, besides Armandine, I don't know any of your stories. I don't know where you are. I don't know your dreams, your ambitions, your, your heart's desires. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you've overcome to be here. Some may be able to look around and be like, I'm so glad that person's here. I know he and she is trying to overcome some things, but trust me, I don't know, I don't know you. And so I can say some of these things a little bit more freely because I'm not looking at any one particular person with any particular story. And I want to tell you here tonight, church, or this morning, church, that you may have plans and dreams and desires and hopes. You may have your life mapped out for you. Uh, you might have, you might have, you may have prepared your entire life for one particular move or one particular moment, and you may be on the cusp of that happening. Mary had saved herself for marriage. She was engaged, and it was about, it was, it was about to happen, that glorious union of a husband and wife. She had just, it was there. It was planned. Maybe there was a date already scheduled, but God showed up said, I've got something different. It might sound scary. It might sound a little messed up. But if you follow, if you heed, if you hear my words, whatever you have planned is not going to match what I'm going to be able to do in your life. Mary could have said no. She could have married Joseph had a couple of kids and been a great Christian young lady married to Joseph. And we can live our lives and have plans and follow God, and that's great, but sometimes God will stop in to a moment, to a plan, and challenge us. Moses was a murderer. On the, he was a fugitive on the run. Jesus showed up and said, I want you to be a leader of a nation. Noah was just trying to serve God in and amongst the chaos and the wickedness of the day. And God showed up and said, I want you to build a boat to save mankind from a rain that is going to come and destroy the world. Elijah was a prophet who was sitting up against a tree and he wanted to die because he had no hope because he thought it wasn't worth living because he was going to, because all the things that were going on in his life were just bad and negative and God showed up and, and showed him that he still had kings to anoint and prophets to teach and miracles to perform. Ruth was a widow who was just traveling with her mother-in-law 
But God had a plan for her to be in the lineage of Jesus Christ himself. And so no matter who you are today, if you struggle with anxiety or, or you're trying to wonder what the, the reason for your life is, or, or maybe you've had circumstances happen recently in your life that you're just like, I don't know, God, why you would do that, no matter what it is. Or maybe life is just going swell and dandy and you just got plans and everything's going good. One day Jesus Christ will speak to you if he's not already speaking to you, and he's going to challenge you to do something that might seem challenging. <laughs> Maybe it's doing something like and, and hear my heart, not, I'm not minimizing this, but maybe it's something as small as starting a Bible discussion with your co-workers over lunch once a week. Maybe it's something as small as just going next door and meeting your neighbor and inviting them into a Bible study, okay? I'm saying small because I'm about to ramp this up. But maybe God is speaking to you and saying, I have called you to another nation to bring the, my gospel to these people, and you are the only hope of those people hearing my voice. You're like, well, God, I've got a good job and my kids and my savings and my house. And God's speaking to you and he's challenging you into doing greater and bigger things because we were not created just to be good Christians. We were not created just to skate on by by being nice to people and have a smile on our face. God created us with a purpose and a design to be difference makers. And sometimes when you are a difference maker, God will call you and challenge you to do things that you aren't very comfortable doing. And God is speaking to people this morning here at Living Word. And he's telling us all that he's called us, but there are some people here that have things in their minds because either God has or is right now talking to you, and he's saying, I've called you to some challenging things that will require you to change things in your life. And my prayer to you this morning is that you would say, whatever your will, God, let it be. Your bishop heard from the Lord many years ago. I was sitting in the office area a little bit ago and loved the picture collage that some of you may have seen, maybe not. Now you can go visit after church. But there's a picture of his family and a few others in their home in what was one of their first kickoff services that has brought, that has led to today in this beautiful building, in this beautiful church. But there was a call that was made to a man who had a family and a full-time job and children that were under his care. And your bishop answered that call. And without answering that call, some of you probably would not know the Lord like you do today. And I know I've had you standing, and I apologize. But this morning, I want to I make an altar call. I'm going to ask that you would come to the front and you would pray. And I'd ask you to focus your prayer on this. 
God, whatever you ask of me, I will do. That's it. That's it. That's a scary ask. And when you make that commitment, the Lord's going to speak to you in dreams. The Lord's going to speak to you in visions. The Lord's going to speak to you through the, the preacher, through songs, through reading your, your Bible, through other devotions. And he's going to speak to you. And he's like, that's what I'm calling you to do. That's what I want you to do. That's who I want you to talk to. That's where I want you to go. And if you listen to the word of God, imagine being Mary that day saying, yes, Lord, whatever it is, I'm going to follow your will. And because of that, we're here today and we can say the same things to Jesus. And so today I'm asking if you could come, I'm going to close in a word of prayer, but I'd ask, I'd invite you to come to the front. And while I'm praying, just find a spot and ask the Lord, God, speak to me, challenge me, let me know what it is that you have for my life. And I pray, God, that when you speak to me, that I'd have the, the power and the boldness to say yes. Let's come on down and pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you, God, for who you are and, and, and what you've done in our lives. We thank you, Jesus, for all the things that you've brought us through and all the things you've brought us to today. And we thank you, God. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your grace. But Jesus, you brought us out. You saved us. You filled us with your spirit. You gave, you washed away our sins through baptism and forgiveness. Lord, you, you've done all those things, God, so that you can call us into a deeper relationship, into a deeper thing, so that we can fulfill the calling and the anointing in our lives, Jesus. But sometimes that calling is scary. Sometimes that anointing is intimidating. And sometimes, God, I feel like you're challenging me to do things that just don't make sense, God. And I pray, Lord, that when you speak to me, let me know that it's you. Let me have comfort and peace that it is your word, Jesus. And when you speak to me to go, when you speak to me to talk, when you speak to me to lead, when you speak to me to, to teach Bible studies and, and witness to my neighborhood, when you, to, when you speak to me to give to a particular cause that furthers and advances your kingdom, when you speak to me to lead others to, to you, God, when you speak to me, I pray that my answer would always be yes to you, God. Yes, Lord. Whatever you have for me, whatever you need me to do, yes, Lord. Wherever you want me to go, yes, Lord. Whoever you want me to talk to, yes, Lord. And I pray that. I pray an anointing on each and every one of those that are here this morning. When they go into their workplace, when they meet their friends, when they're around the dinner table with family, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that they would have the anointing on their lives, that conversations would be had. Lord Jesus, that they would be leaders amongst their peers. Lord, and I pray, Jesus, that you would lead their feet, guide their mind, and speak to them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, continue to pray, church. And if you're done praying or, or you don't feel like, like the Lord spoke to you today, I'd ask that you'd pray for somebody else and ask them to, to hear from the Lord and ask them to feel his presence today. Let's do this together.